0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the Bucketeers podcast I'm your host Tampa Tones and we're joined by Stunna our very good brother of ours uh, here on the Bucketeers part of the crew obviously we'll see what other members of the crew we get as well on this episode I think cats might bumble and stumble and eventually if unfortunately we're without Cody G as he is still on the way home from Work, and you never know if we get buckled with the bruise, but nonetheless, we got a lot to talk about. Stunna and I will be here to break it down, prepare you for the NFC South battle This upcoming Sunday, we got the first and second seed in the division squaring off Tampa and Atlanta. It's been a weird roller coaster of a season for the NFC South. At one point, we had three playoff teams in the picture. Now it's just a couple of them, or one of them at least, the Bucs, and Atlanta's teetering on the edge. So are the others. New Orleans looks down and out after their Thursday game. We'll get into all the good stuff and more. We got... Statements to make on AB and Mike Edwards, we got playoff picture, uh, one seed becoming more realistic, biggest NFC threat to the Buccaneers, NFC South rivalry, which coach are we most thankful for this time of the year, score predictions, MVPs, and then We're going to walk this puppy off. Once again, I'm Tampa Tones. You can follow me on Twitter today at Tampa Tones. You can follow the Bucketeers at Bucketeers. You can keep up with us on YouTube at Bucketeers Podcast. And you can keep up with us on Facebook at Bucks Life Media. We are proud members of Bucks Life Media as we head into this Week 13 battle against Atlanta. We're going to welcome in our co-host, the great man himself, Mr. Stunner. Stunner, how are we doing tonight, my friend? Uh, Another day, another dollar.
1: That's right. It's another great day. It's a great day to be a Bucks fan. And if you ain't down with the buccaneers, you need to walk the plank.
0: I agree. I couldn't agree more. You got to walk the plank if you ain't down by the buccaneers. And I know you were thinking about going to this Atlanta game, perhaps. I'm assuming you're not making that trip. Is that correct?
1: No, I'm driving up Saturday night. You are going. we drive driving up Saturday night. Yep. I'm going to go to the game and get out of four and then drive back at, at, right at four to come on home. So I'm going to so swing it this year.
0: Hell yes. And ladies and gentlemen, for those unaware, we have a group chat. And we'll we'll bring cats in here in a minute. But we do have a group chat of us uh, Bucks brothers and sisters. And every game that we've been to this season has resulted in a W amongst the group chat so far. So with Stunna going, that's awesome. Um, hopefully that cancels out. Perhaps other bad luck's going, but Stunna is going. That's a member from our group chat going, and hopefully we can right the ship with that one. I was at Indianapolis. We won. We were at the Bucs-Dolphins game. We won. Um, you know, people have traveled to Philly to New England. Those were victories, so um, we're looking to keep that streak up. Uh, Stunna, that's awesome. Uh, and So you're getting in Saturday and leaving Sunday. Hopefully you could have a nice victory Sunday on the ride home.
1: Or it's going to be a long ride, a miserable one.
0: A win will make it better. Cats, what say you, my friend? Thanks for joining us tonight.
2: Right. Thank you for having me. I would agree. A, a win makes that. I've done that drive before, although it's been quite a long time. Actually, 2002 was the last time I went to Atlanta. But I saw a good one. Sonna remembers the game, I'm sure. 20 to 6. Uh, Sap oh, lateral yeah. to Brooks. Sap, he lateral to Brooks. Yep. Brooks took it in for a touchdown. And that was that Vic got knocked out with an injury. Uh, not that it mattered, and yeah, so it was a good time. That was the Georgia Dome, actually, so in the old place there uh, actually, that's two stadiums ago. I think they're on their third. How nice, but um, in all seriousness, I'm looking forward to this game. It's going to be a good weekend here in Tampa Sports. two lightning games and a bucks game as well. uh lightning are on the road as well, so looking forward to that Boston and philly the a duel of two cities I despise, so a chance for a couple wins there, and Bucks also taking on a rival as well.
0: We're entering a tough road stretch with the Lightning upcoming, and uh, I've seen that my father and I and uh, – well, my family, but me and my pops were looking at the Lightning schedule because we'll be in town for the Bucks buffalo game, and the oh. lightning, are, lightning are out of town. Um, all their games that week are on the road, so – that was unfortunate. Amelie Arena is awesome.
2: I was there last Friday um, for the game against the Kraken. I had not been to a game in, well since the the last the 2019 season. Last year was tough to get there. I did go to two finals watch parties. It was great to be back. Um, great to um, honor Rick Peckham. who's in the Hall of Fame now for broadcasters. And to welcome Yanni Gorbeck, who got one of the biggest ovations of a former player of any team I'm a fan of. Um, the full TV timeout, it was just a standing ovation for him. You could see him starting to tear up. It was a great night to be there. It was great to be back, and the Bolts won that game 3-0. And uh, they're playing some good good hockey right now. Uh, contrary to what somebody wrote, a certain Buccaneer reporter wrote and tried to make an analogy about how the Bucks will deal with salary cap issues and mentioned that the Lightning were having some team chemistry issues with the guys that have left. That's not true. Um, don't know if he's not watching or if he's trying to appeal to people who only follow one team, but that is not true. They're actually playing quite well uh in a tough division. They're only in third because there's two teams playing a little bit better, not even a lot better. A little bit. We'll say we'll just leave it at that. We'll give credit to the other teams.
0: And they're without some key pieces as well. And I think uh, the fans yeah. do love y- Yanni a ton as well. Uh, before we do hop into Bucks yeah. Talk Cats, I think people love Yanni as well because he didn't leave by choice. You know, he got grabbed, and it was an expansion team, so they came and grabbed him. But it's not like he left willingly or even like he wanted to leave Tampa.
2: No, and he didn't at all. And he was a very likable guy. Everybody liked an underdog story. Um, You know, he was, you know, the San Jose Sharks, you know, had him for a bit. Uh, He never quite made their club. He nearly left to nearly retired to become an engineer. In fact, he was ready to become a civil engineer, I believe. Uh, Whatever he would have done, he would have done great at it. He didn't want to leave. In fact, and even the guys that did leave via free agency, you know, guys like Barclay, and. Blake Coleman will get great ovations as well. So it doesn't matter if Lightning not wanting them. They couldn't afford them. Tyler Johnson, you know, had a little dip in play the last few years, uh, but did did end on a high note. He'll get a great ovation. Hopefully he's all right. I heard he had neck surgery. Uh, boy, nothing's going right for the Blackhawks, it seems. Um, he'll get a nice ovation when he comes back. Hopefully he's healthy for that but uh yeah yanni he just got an, a phenomenal ovation and well deserved one and you know it was an emotional night for sure and, and we're happy for him and yeah like i said you know if a guy leaves and it's not on their own volition you know it's, there's no hard feelings it's quite the opposite then really you get a unique uh you know type of uh welcome and that was something it was more than i even expected and he said it was more than he expected as well
0: yeah well you know anytime um Anytime you got all those big cats leaving the team, it's never easy. But it happens when you have championship teams, especially back-to-back seasons. Uh, you're expected to lose some guys. And sadly, we lost some good ones. But the fans will always love those guys. Respect them for the memories that they brought to the Lightning. And, uh, you know, cherish those runs. And now we can uh, get some cheap Lightning gear on uh, Fanatics, cats pointed out. playing
2: well. On yeah. yeah. What, what, so, what was too, it, like a you dollar for out. hat? Some of them today, I looked because I even though I don't need to buy any more stuff, I was curious. Some of the prices went back up, they're like three and four dollars now. But yeah, Bucks shirts, uh, Lightning Championship shirts and hats, all that significantly marked down. Uh, all the shirts, really, all the good stuff has been just significantly marked down. Like I've never seen it. Uh, apparently it's not just our teams but it's all the teams have sale merchandise that is just deeply discounted we're talking 80 90 off i've never seen it before so i guess get it while it's still there because i don't think it'll last very long
0: yeah and i noticed it's uh most of the time playoff or championship gear so if your team hasn't made any runs lately sorry about <laughs> you but anyways uh we got Tim Allen joining and Kat, that's a good point out for the merch. A lot Tim Allen, I loved you
2: on that. Home Improvement. You were great. Home Improvement was a great show, man. I loved you on that show. <laughs> yeah, we. Got- I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> hey, it, maybe it's
0: Tim Allen's alter ego, or you know, we got Tim Allen, the real one. Nonetheless, this is the real Tim Allen because he's tuned into the Bucketeers. Yeah. So we appreciate you, sir. Um, you know, yeah, you, you probably have some films to. Film or movies to film or whatnot If you haven't been cancelled yet That is but nonetheless uh, we're, We are we appreciate you having Here one way or another um, We're going to get into something to open Quick we're just going to make statements on it And we're going to leave it at that We're not really going to tweet about it from our account We're not going to really talk about it um, y- You know we, we're five Different people so we might talk about it On Twitter I'm personally not going to talk About it this is the only statement I'll make on this And this is the only time I'll address this because it's it's a little bit of a headache um, dealing with all of this. And uh, it's just been annoying um, getting asked questions about and whatnot. So, Antonio Brown, Mike Edwards, we know what happened. Everybody knows what happened. It's cut and dry. Um, You know, they cheated their Vax cards. But, you know, if people look at this situation and they want to say, oh, my gosh, why haven't the Bucks cut him yet? Why haven't they done this yet? Why haven't they done that yet? Well, you look around the NFL, and a lot – I hate to break it to people. A lot of people have done a lot worse than fake and vax cards. And I know fake and vax cards might be top of the barrel for some people. And that's – you know, if you rank it that high, good for you. And I'm not saying it's a great thing to do. I think they're dumb for it. I think that they were wrong for it. I think that – um, you know, they lied to people, they and, and that's the wrong thing to do. And I think a three-game suspension is, you know, the appropriate thing for what they did. Do I think they deserve to get cut? No. You look around the NFL, you got people who have, you know, abused women on the Cleveland Browns' Kareem Hunt. He was on video. He's still playing in the NFL. You got cases of people in baseball who abuse people. At the end of the day, what these people do off the field, it's unfortunate, and it's sick, and... Um, You know, this sort of circumstance, it's sad that Antonio Brown's the only one that seems to be getting backlash over it as well. Um, Mike Edwards' name is not really brought up, and I get AB's had figure issues and character problems in the past. But everybody was literally raving about this model citizen that Antonio Brown's become and all the things he's done and the good things that he's done and how he stayed quiet off the field the story breaks and everyone has his, his back, right? Everyone has his side. And then all of a sudden um, it's confirmed that the fake Vax card is actually fake and everyone loses their mind and they want to line up a pitch with pitchforks and torches at these guys' front houses. And all I'm saying is, guys, the NFL did their research. They suspended him three games. They did their appropriate punishment and their due diligence. Um, I don't think anybody likes what happened and things were lied about, but that's life. Things go on. There's people in the NFL, there's people in professional sports who have done a ton worse than these guys. Um, And, you know, what they did isn't good, obviously, but to my understanding, reports are that they are vaccinated at least now as well. So at the end of the day, they did end up getting vaccinated. Um, So at some point in time, they did start following proper clubhouse procedures. I'm not sure of their official vaccination date. But at the end of the day, they ended up getting vaccinated. What they did was wrong. What they're doing is getting punished three games without pay and three games of no play. And, you know, they're getting slandered in the media. Okay, that's fine. Some of you. But some of you I look at, and you were just hyping these guys up not so long ago. I don't know, fellas. That's all I'm saying about it. I'm, I, I'm not keen on talking about it. Um, you know, they're suspended. We're without him. It sucks. They hurt the team. What they did was wrong, and that's why they were punished. But to say they should be cut, to say, um, "Oh, told you so," on Antonio Brown. Uh, this is what we expected. Half you people saying that were just relishing him in glory over the citizen that he's been for his name, not being brought up in things the past year, 14 months, however long it's been. Bottom line out of all this, pay people you owe, okay? It looks like that was the key contributor. He owed someone money. Um, You got to pay your debts, man. You never know when something could come up or whatnot. And I guess that's the case. Uh, We, we, we won't really know the truth, but bottom line, Mike Edwards, Antonio Brown and John Franklin. I know you're free agent. Now, what you did was wrong, but all of you deserve a chance in the NFL. All of you still deserve to play in the NFL. You guys should serve your suspension. You guys deserve the three games, but you also deserve to be in the NFL. Don't let anyone tell you. Otherwise I know Antonio Brown's had his demons. He's fixed. He, he seemed to be fixing those. This popped up. It's unfortunate, but he wasn't the only one on the Bucks. Let's stop pretending like that. That's my
2: closing statement. We'll start with you, Katz. Do you have anything to add? Hey, you said it as well as better than I could. Uh, absolutely. I mean, look, I'm just dis- I'm disappointed in them. It's disappointing uh, that they. They lied about it, you know, and, you know, rather than either not getting vaccinated, you know, not getting vaccinated and dealing with the additional protocols. But yeah, that doesn't mean we burn them at the stake. That doesn't mean you cut them. And, you know, three games is, you know, they got, they're doing, they're being punished. And that's where to me it ends. And when their suspensions are over, I, if it were me, I would bring them back. Will the Bucks do that? Obviously Bruce said that's to be decided. It's, you know, it's something that right now they're not with the team because they are suspended. So we'll, you know, he seems he's handling that right. You want to discuss players that are here and we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But I would uh, hope that I hope that they both are retained and can continue to contribute to us, to the Bucs po- in a positive manner uh, when their suspensions are over.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that they should. And I hope that they do. Like you said, Bruce did say he is looking into it. So we'll see the true outcome. Um, I know Bucks Twitter did put out a statement and they didn't mention either of the players' names. And some reporters said, take that as a good thing because, you know, if they're not going to call them out publicly, well, that might be that. We'll see how that plays out. Me and Kat seem to be on the same page with that, though. They did lie. They they deserve to get punished. They're getting punished. They should play on the Bucks after those three games. Stunna, what say you on the topic? Do you agree with Kat and I, or do you view this totally different? Yeah,
1: I, I definitely view it totally different. Um, I feel the NFL didn't have the right in the first place to mandate people's health like this I feel that enforced vaccination is a HIPAA violation and I definitely don't think they, they deserve the three game suspension you know maybe one but uh, let's not forget what uh, Jameis did for three games so this is saying that faking a vaccine card something that you're infringing on these people's health records to begin with um, is equal to that. And, you know, I I find that a little offensive. Well, I I
0: I, agree with you there, though. I'm not saying – the NFL, at least they didn't fully mandate it. I guess, you know, the thing – they should have been a little more – fruitful with uh, rules up front and whatnot, and they are being a little wishy-washy. I'm in agreement with you there, though. They shouldn't have mandated it in the first place to me, but I'm speaking in accordance of, I'm just like, a, you know, I, I have it fixated in my head that it's a rule, sadly, and that's what you got to play by. I do agree with you, though, in, in fact, that it shouldn't even have to be like that in the first place
1: yeah i don't i don't I'm not mad at them for faking the card. I know a lot of people like oh, that's federal crime whatever but uh sometimes you have to fight the power and I'm very proud of these gentlemen. I hope that a b does get re-signed next season at least a one year deal you know I guess you know depend you know it all depends on the money. We have a lot of guys to resign next season but uh you know i I want to see these guys back. I'm a big Mike Edwards fan ever since he got here. And uh I think they've been done unjustly and I wanna support them any way I can.
0: Yeah, and people were just you know, Mike Edwards had that great tackle to end the game against the Colts, um, on that kick return that looked like it was a touchdown and he was really playing well and you know, it's it's really a shame because when these guys are playing great, people love him and then um, you know, one incident happens and that's that and it's like we've all pointed out, there's been worse around all these leagues. So um, that's that's all our stances on it. You can, you know, ask us questions on Twitter. We may or may not answer. That's what we're leaving it at.
1: That's that. Um, anyways. Definitely uh, anybody that listened to the show, uh, when the when the tweet is put out with the show's, uh, you know, the video from it, if you have any questions you want to put on there with, you know, in, in, to any of the, the Bucketeer crew. I'm sure that uh, we can answer back.
0: Yeah yeah yeah, we'll get back to you on Twitter. Feel free to ask us about it um, when we you know tweet the show or whatnot. You know where to find our handles. They're all in there. Um, anyone else got anything to add before we move on?
2: I will say this, if people believe that these are the only gentlemen, or people in the NFL that faked vaccine card, then I've got some land to sell you because there is no doubt in my mind. I'm not saying that makes it right, wrong, whatever, but it's, you know, whether the NFL starts investigating every team or not, I don't know. Uh, but if you're going to really, I mean, if you're going to do it to, to the box and you should be looking at everybody or do it to nobody. But anyway, I guess, you know, that what's done is done and how the league handles it going forward is up to the league, I guess. But I would be, when Arians asked him, do you think this has gone on elsewhere? He said, maybe. I'm going to say, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's yes, that's a yes. I, uh, I, I think yes. It,
1: definitely, uh, it definitely draws a parallel to the Gruden email situation. Yes. And I think right. uh, B.A.'s a little uh, emotional about it because he kind of has egg on his face because he pushed for the vaccine so hard for his team. So I think that right. th- those, are, those are two uh, parallel factors with it. And I definitely agree 100% with you.
2: Thank you. Good point, Ben. Your point is a good point by you as well. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I do agree. Uh, it does have parallels. It's just one of those things where the NFLs just, you know, if they don't investigate the rest of the league, their inconsistencies just glare that much more um, with the Washington Redskins, whole email scandals and whatnot. Uh, we've seen John Gruden fall victim to that. So their inconsistencies are there. And we'll see if anything comes with this. We'll see. Uh, like everyone's saying, I bet this would pop up at least on a player per team, a player per squad, if I had to guess. Um, It is what it is, um, right, wrong, or indifferent. Everyone has their opinions on it, but I really feel like there's been a lot worse around the NFL and people are still playing the game. So I hope right away to see A.B. and Mike Edwards back on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when it's all said and done. Uh, Playoff picture, fellas. We're making a push for the one seed. Perhaps. Is it becoming realistic? I mean, the teams that, you know, we lost to was the Rams and they're falling a little bit. So um, it could be that the Bucks are in prime position for the one seed. Cowboys haven't looked that great. Um, Packers, you know, are battling it out and we currently stand behind the Cardinals. Uh, Stunna, we'll start with you here. Do you think the one seed's realistic and our schedule really lightens up here? So to me, it seems as if so, but what's your say on it?
1: You know, playoff position, you can only control what you can control. We definitely have to take care of our own business and not slip up again and lose to an inferior opponent like we did twice already. Um, and then it also depends on the Cardinals and, and the way they finish out or the Green Bay, who I think also has a pretty easy schedule on the stretch as well. So it, it, it's going to depend on those two teams as well as us taking care of our own business. But we got to continue to play at a high level, and we can't slump especially on these road games.
0: Yeah, and real quick, we do have some uh, gentlemen joining us on Facebook. Eman uh, Data says Stunna. Hernandez says Squad. Andrew Hernandez. So thanks, fellas, for joining the Bucketeers tonight. We do appreciate it. Cats, what's a you on the playoff picture? Uh, one seed becoming more realistic and possible, you think? Or, uh, you know, I know we got to take care of our business and whatnot. Where do you see the Bucks ending up at the end of the day?
2: It's realistic. Uh, I think you're going to have to win out to do it to get the one to have a chance at it. I don't think you can drop a game and get the one seed. But Ultimately, I think we'll be able to get two, uh, the second seed. Now, Arizona coming off a bye, they're now healthy. They've done an admirable job of winning some games there without uh, without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins. I believe I could be mistaken. It was JJ Watt out for a bit as well? I think he yep. was. Yep, so yep, he credit to the Cards. You got to give them. You got to ha- take your hat off to them for winning some games very shorthanded, uh, regardless of who their opponents were. Still, I think. You know, obviously, you got to play out the schedule. I believe if the Bucks were to win out, I think they'll get, at worst, the two-spot. If they drop a game, it's going to be hard. You really would love to be, you know, if you're two and you win your first playoff game, you're guaranteed a second home playoff game. So, at worst, you're going to play if you advance two home games, and you're going to get, uh, as a seventh-seed opponent, a much weaker I would say much weaker. I should be careful how I say that. But the 49ers are starting to round into form now. And they would be the sixth seed at this point. So, you know, you avoid the Rams and the 49ers probably presume that Arizona wins that division. That's important. One is going to be a stretch. But I do think that ultimately I think they'll find a way to end up second. So, that yeah, that would probably
0: be, you know, I guess right now put us against a San Fran if that played par. I wouldn't, And although they're a nice little team, I wouldn't mind a home game because that's a far away. I for think we'd get trade. Washington.
2: I think we'd get Washington as of now. I'm sorry, no, but, we'd have San Fran now because we're third. But if we got to second, at this point, the second seed would play Washington football team. Um, yep. But you're right. Either way, you know, playing either of those teams here at home, yeah, San Fran's strength is running the ball. Uh, we stopped the run very well. So, you know, I think, yeah, that's a team you could beat there. But they're, you know, they've been there. They've been to the Super Bowl not long ago, just two years ago. Um, so, you know, it's a tough opponent. And heck, they're right on the Rams' tail now. The Rams could even, are, who do not look good at this right now. I know they get an easy one this week with the Jags. Uh, Got to play the game. But yeah, you're really being first seed's great. Your second certainly big benefit. After that, it gets it gets trickier because you're only guaranteed the one home game if you're if you're the third or fourth seed.
0: It's kind of like last year, right, where there was like you know the desirable seed in the NFC besides the bye week was playing the Washington football team in the first round last year. It's kind of reminiscent of this year where like obviously you'd want the one seed, but if you don't get the one seed obviously you want the two seed because that would propel you to an opponent like a Minnesota Vikings who might be without Delvin Cook for the long haul now against the Atlanta Falcons, against the Washington football team. Teams such as that nature where I know we lost to Washington, but at the end of the day, you should take care of business against those teams. So it's really favorable or desirable to get at least a two seed. But at the end of the day, like Stunned did say, you got to take care of your business. So at the end of the day, if we did wind up, at the three seed or knock on wood, the four seed, we'd still have home playoff games against teams we should be at the end of the day. So the Bucks are in a decent position right now, and they're in a really good position to try and keep moving up the food chain, which brings us to our next topic of uh, biggest threats in the NFC. And I think the Bucks could wiggle up to first, although uh, Arizona does have a soft schedule. So, uh, you know, it might be hard to catch them, but I do think we could at least get to the two seed. The Packers still have some, tough games to look out for, which uh, brings me to my question, the biggest Tennessee threat. Stunna, we'll start with you. Who do you think is the biggest Bucks competition? Is it Arizona? Is it Green Bay? Is it the Rams who beat us already, although they're banged up and struggling? Stunna, who do you view as the Bucks' biggest threat?
1: Squad. Um, I think it's – honestly, the Bucks' biggest threat is Arizona because they would love to knock me out of playoffs. They have bad blood there. But I think the biggest threat for the NFC is the Pack, if that makes any sense.
0: That does make sense. So you're basing it off matchups, which is what most people do. You're saying the biggest threat for the Bucks is Arizona because of bad blood with Bruce Arians. But the rest of the NFC, you're saying, uh, should be looking out
1: for the Green Bay Packers. Correct because Green Bay is in the north which is a which is a down division kind of like ours but uh we can't you know I can't I could can say it's a trash division but we are but if you look at other teams in our division it's, it's kind of like throwing stone in a glass house but uh you know they have an easy road and they have an easy way to get there and they're very talented but I don't really Green Bay doesn't scare me as a bucks fan where Arizona does
2: yeah cats would see you for me it's Green Bay um they look the teams that i've watched in the nfc right now they're they're playing best football they're the most talented of the bunch to me i mean arizona that's not to knock the other teams out but just watching green bay right now they look like they're really clicking uh they put up 36 on the rams which is no easy feat even though the rams certainly are not playing all that well their defense shut the rams down their defense has been playing very well uh they nearly pulled one out in kansas city in the game that um Jordan Love started, so yeah. Defensively, I think Green Bay's a better team this year than they were last year. I think it's a better Packers team than the team we beat last year. Whereas I think we're as good as we were a year ago. That's not to say we can't beat them or we couldn't go back up there and beat them or beat them here wherever. But to me, they look like the best team uh, in you know out you know right now of, of the te- other teams contending teams in the NFC.
0: Yeah, especially with uh, you know, it seems like. Uh... You know, it, it, it seems like – how am I trying to put this? It seems like the Packers are playing at a better level this year because Aaron Rodgers knows what's happening in Green Bay, knows his time there's coming to an end perhaps, and he knows also that now, you know, he has a – if he wins the Super Bowl, you know how many people – hate him right now, although this Antonio Brown and Mike Edwards seeing new targets out there. But you know how many clowns are out there hating on Aaron Rodgers over this thing right now. So I feel like this Packers team does have some uh, positive momentum going in terms of, like, uh, pure winning ability this year with Aaron Rodgers facing the facts that it could be his last year in Green Bay and that he does have a whole bunch of people out for his head. And I think that's what really makes the Packers important at day's end. Uh, Matt LaFleur and Rodgers, you know, they've been a pretty good combo together over the years. So if this is the end of those two together, man, that sucks for Green Bay. And obviously you don't judge a book by its cover, but when Jordan Love was writing chapters against Kansas City, they weren't that good at chapters. And, uh, you know, they really jump-started the Chiefs defense into playing better because the Packers' offense had, such trouble and uh now Aaron Jones has been out as well and Aaron Rodgers is winning with the banged up Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones uh, wasn't really a factor last week only having 20 yards on the ground so it's not like the Packers ground game has been carrying them either. This is Aaron Rodgers who has a pretty good chance at um, MVP if Tom Brady doesn't win it in my opinion so we'll see what happens there down the stretch um, for MVP. But, yeah, I think the Packers are probably the team to watch. But I agree with Stunna in terms of Cardinals are threats to Tampa because of those rivalry feelings. And cat on top of the J.J. Watt out, Hopkins out that you mentioned, Kyler banged up. Chase Edmonds, their starting running back, is out as well. So there's been a lot of injuries for Arizona this year, but there's been a lot of injuries for us. We learned today Jordan Whitehead has a significant injury all of a sudden. You know, Antonio Brown and Edwards are suspended now. Um, You have other guys banged up all over the place. Devin White left last week's game, and although he came back, um, he was still injured. And Mike Edwards wasn't even a lock to play this week. If he was healthy, Richard Sherman still out and banged up. Carlton Davis still out and banged up. Uh, Jamel Dean got a little banged up last week. Uh, L.A. Marpa, Aaron Stinney. I mean, the list goes on and on for the Bucks injuries. Cats, um, as we head into NFC South rivalry, the battle of first and second this Sunday, um, you know, yeah, the Falcons are the second place team right now. Um what injuries would you keep your eye on if you're a Bucks fan, or suspensions? I guess what what concerns you moving forward, not only in the battle of the NFC South this Sunday, but moving forward for this Bucks team? What do you keep an eye on?
2: Looking at the injuries in the secondary for me, um, you know, not necessarily against. Although the Falcons, again, you know, you, you look at Atlanta. They've offensively. They've had some really rough outings, but they've got talent. We know Matt Ryan can still sling it around a bit. We know Ridley's not with them. Uh, I believe he's still not there. But we've seen Cordell Patterson how well he's played. We know that uh, Russell Gage. Russell Gage, yeah, Russell Gage can play a little bit. So uh, and Kyle Pitts, of course. So you know you're down now two safeties in this game. You might be down Jamel Dean as well. Um, and especially going up then Buffalo the next week, so those are injuries that are of a concern to me. That those, I'm not saying we can't overcome those injuries, that we can't get past Atlanta or even Buffalo without those guys. But for me, right now those are of the most importance. And if Devin White can't play, that that you know that's also tough as well. Because not to knock Kevin Minter, who's done an admirable job, uh, but Devin White to me in these last couple weeks has really started to elevate his game. So you really don't want to lose him Uh, again. You know, like I said, that doesn't mean that they can't overcome those injuries, but Jamel Dean's done a great job this year. Obviously Mike Edwards and Whitehead have both been playing, have been balling out. So those are really, all of a sudden you went from a a trio of safeties that for me is the best in the NFL. I'll take our safeties against anyone. Uh, Now you got Winfield playing great ball, but you know, you're down your next two guys. So, you know, that, Again, you know, you got Andrew Andrew Adams can step up, Cockrell, you know, but that is, there is a drop off there, so that would be my biggest concern.
0: Yeah, and I was really um, an advocate on us perhaps having the best three three collective safeties in the NFL moving into the latter half of the season, and then you do see Jordan Whitehead get hurt, you do see Mike Edwards get hurt and suspended. And uh, Winfield was hurt earlier this season. So it's like you really hope that our secondary can all get healthy as a unit. We haven't really seen it much this year between the corners and safeties, um, health-related-wise. So that is a concern to me. Stunna, what say you on uh, biggest suspension or injury for the Bucks? not only for NFC South rivalry battle of first and second this Sunday, but moving forward into the year?
1: Uh, well, Jordan Whitehead's the biggest injury – and uh, the fact that Richard Sherman also had a calf injury is a little concerning. I, I have to start looking at our strength coaches. Um, you know, I'm very excited about having Carlton Davis back this weekend. And our secondary is a big concern. It's been a, it's been a problem all year. Okay, it's been a problem all year. And, and it's something that, that is you know, we can't really address in season. But uh, maybe Crockwell can help us on the back end. I know Triple uh, A's back, uh, Andrew Adams. So we'll we'll just see what happens. I mean, it's it, it, it's you know we're going against Matty Ice. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna find the targets, but I'm not really worried about the receivers of um, Atlanta. But I am worried about the receivers for Buffalo. And then the Saints, you know, they, they just seem to have our number. We got to play good. But but getting through this um, these next three games and the um, suspension of Mike Edwards is going to be a big issue. And, and that's going to be something that we have to, uh, you know, that we have to really struggle with and get through. But I am excited about Richard Sherman getting back and Carlton Davis as well. Yeah,
0: so – I, you guys pretty much highlighted most of the injuries there and whatnot. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with, um, you know, who we don't have to worry about being injured. And although we do need him back because they are, um, or he is a great member of our offensive line, but we have good backups, even though L.A. Marpet's out. And although he's a stalwart and warhorse of our offensive line, Aaron Stinney proved in the postseason last year what he could do. He stepped up and won us some games. And then Nick Leverett, um, or, or uh, Leverett, I interviewed him when he was a rookie. Um, he, he stepped in last week in his first NFL action and really played good. Um, and Nick Leverett's just one of those guys who is humble. You know, he's, he's the quiet dude. But when I interviewed him, he was, you know, I- I- enjoyable to talk to, fun, energetic. And this was when he was a UDFA when I was with TimeSkew and I uh, did some work over there. And it was really a joy getting to talk to him. And now seeing him play in Indianapolis last week was just awesome. So he played pretty dang well, too. Um, I'm not really concerned about that. In- although now I want Ali Marpet healthy for the playoffs. Okay, yes, Absolutely. Uh, Stinney as well, you want to heal up all the wounds there on the offensive line heading into the battlefield, but we're not absolutely toast when you have one or two injuries there at the end of the day, like in the secondary, you have one or two injuries and all of a sudden you're really thin, you know, defensive line, you have one or two injuries. All of a sudden you're really thin with offensive line. You have one injury, two injuries. You got a lot of good backups. You have Josh Wells out there. You have Molchan who's still available. You got Stinney. You got Leverett. You got guys that could play and uh, play pretty well. You got Robert Hainsey, the rookie from Notre Dame. So there's a lot of guys. Aaron Stinney's a backup at the end of the day. Um, a lot of guys that could play there. So we're going from injuries into who we're thankful for. It's the holiday season. We just had Thanksgiving. Um, Hanukkah's happening, I believe, or if not, happening soon at least. Christmas is right around the corner. We got Kwanzaa right around the corner as well. So we're talking about which coach on the staff we are most thankful for this year. Cats, uh, we'll start with you here. Out of all the coaches, could be anyone from cornerbacks coach to strength and conditioning coach uh, to Bruce Arians, the head coach. Who are you going with for your most thankful for coaches here and why?
2: You have to help me out with his name because I'm ashamed to say I've forgotten his name, but the offensive line coach uh, kind of piggybacking on your last thoughts. Because if you notice, we've noticed that when guys have gone down, you know, we can go back to the playoffs last year with Alex Kappa getting hurt, Stenny stepping right in doing a great job, Uh, stepping in last week from our pet, doing a great job, getting injured, having Nick Leverett come in and do a fine job as well. Our offensive line has just been consistently outstanding this year. Uh, it was outstanding last year. I think it was an underrated unit, somewhat maligned unit, if you will, uh, for much of last the prior seasons. I real to, quick,
0: Cats, before you finish, Joe Gilbert is our offense Thank line you. coach and um, t- kind of helping out the run game as well. Harold Goodwin yeah. is a run game coordinator. So between Harold Goodwin and Joe Gilbert, go ahead.
2: Yeah, and that offensive line, I mean, Donovan Smith is having, you know, is already, you know, take, took a huge step forward last year. I'm not sure if he was really as bad as people made him out to be before last year, and he has taken it to another level this season. Uh, you know, of course, Wurfs and Jensen and Kappa and Marpet and Stinney, as a you know, comes in as a backup. He'd start for most teams, I believe. Josh Wells, all these guys, you know, Nick Leverett coaching these guys up to come in and do a great job last week. Uh, against a tough Colts defense, being able to run the football the way we did, protecting Brady. I think he was sacked maybe once. I don't feel like he was hurried or touched too much either. So I'm thankful. Thank you for, by the way, helping out there with the name, with Joe Gilbert, doing the work he's done for this outstanding unit up front, keeping Tom Brady clean, giving Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones some holes to run through uh, as well. Uh, you know, some of the blocking schemes as well in the run game, we've seen them incorporate uh, some new things as well. Uh, and, you know, you got to really hand it off, give, uh tip your cap to Joe Gilbert as well for when injuries have occurred. We've been, knock on wood, been pretty healthy across that line, but now we've sustained some injuries and not missing a beat when that's happened and being as great as I have been on that front uh, when we are healthy regardless. And it looks like Marpet should be back this week from what I understand.
0: That's incredible. Uh, Joe Gilbert's a great choice and Marpet coming back would be awesome. Just getting the band back together slowly, but surely um, even if we are, if we do want to hold them out this week, if we do want to take the cautious side a little bit, even though it looks like he is going to come back. Wouldn't it be the end of the world because, like you said, Joe Gilbert does have these guys ready for for battle week in and week out. That's a really good choice between him and Harold Goodwin, that run game and offensive line is really, really performing at a high level. Stunner, what say you, what coach are you thankful for this year and why?
1: Oh, Bruce Aarons for sure. And Bruce Aarons, man, we're really lucky to have him. Although I wanted – Oh, man, our defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, when he got fired from the Jets, so I'm like, that's who I wanted. But when we got – I mean, Bruce Serens, he brought in, <clears throat> you know, respect, accountability when he hit the door, what well, we dealt with with uh, Dirk. You know, and I, I, I like Dirk as a person, but we weren't going to win there. And we went five eleven, and they let Dirk go another year, and he went five eleven again. I'm like, you're going to get the same results. You're not going to win. And, and Bruce Aarons came in, and we really should have had a winning record first year. You know, if we had a better quarterback play, we would have, we would have had a winning record. So, I, I love Bruce Aarons, man. He brought us the championship. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, we, we got two coaches in the ring of honor because they got one championship. B.A. comes in, and in his second year, he gets a championship, you know. And I love the all-in series. If you ever get a chance to see it, when he was in Arizona, love the all-in series. The guy's a character. He's a class act. I'm just really happy we have Bruce Harris, man. It, it made our, it made our franchise legitimate. It made our franchise respect. And we didn't get no, we're not getting Tom Brady without Bruce Harris. I can tell people that right now, okay. So, and he, you know, Bruce Harris just got kind of swag, man. He just got a winning attitude. He, you know, he's just fearless and the no risk and no biscuit. And and you know ever since Bruce Garrett's got to the Bucs and we're winning championships, it's like you, you feel good to be a Bucks fan, you know. It, it, it's, it's really changed the, the mojo and the attitude of the city, of the city as a whole. And uh, I just want to answer that, that, that uh, trivia question. I wouldn't go with Rojo in uh, fantasy because, um, you know, we don't run the ball. You know, we're more of a passing team. We, I, You know, we, but if we play a chump team, like, down the stretch, we got Carolina twice, maybe then, because we're going to run the ball on them because they're trash. But if, we have, if we're have, in a game that's going to be tough, we're going to throw the ball more. one of them.
0: Yeah, I think that um, Bruce Arians, you know, for all the reasons you said and more, he's done so much for Tampa and the franchise. Tom Brady does not come here without Bruce Arians. And all those great assistant coaches don't come here without Bruce Arians as well. You know, you could go on a laundry list of reasons why Bruce has impacted this franchise. And people forget as well, before we had Tom Brady, the biggest signing of the Bucks' recent memory was right after Bruce got here, we signed an and Sue to a one-year deal. And a lot of people at that point in time were doubting that move. It ended up being quite the culture change that he brought to the table. He's still playing this many years later. Um, that was a great move that Bruce Arians really went up and made. I know Jason Light is uh, to be said by that too. But Bruce just came in here wanting to win wanting to build a culture from the start. And you see that these guys are like brothers out there. The fans are uh, in the stands in Tampa, it, you know, games are sold out. You didn't get this years ago. And Bruce Arians was the first peg to that puzzle, bringing him in as a head coach in 2019. And he really does br- do a good job of bringing out the good in players. So um, I agree there. You can't go wrong. We're two for two so far. I'm going to go with Bruce's uh Robin to his Batman. I'm going with Tom Moore. Um Tom Moore is 83 years old and he is trucking like no one has ever trucked before. A lot of people said this guy should give up coaching years ago. A lot of people say you know, this and that about the guy, but Tom Moore has been an offensive consultant for the Bucks since 2019. Now with the Cardinals, he was offensive consultant and assistant head coach way back when with the Colts. He was a number of things. This guy continues to go to football games. He continues to be around the team, continues to energize these guys. A lot of people have love and respect for Tom Moore. And, um, you know, him and Bruce Arians really do bring a great veteran presence to this team. So, I'm loving Tom Moore. I I, I think Tom Moore is a class act, a good guy, and he's been in the NFL forever. He's been a coach since 1961 at Iowa now, so that just goes to show over. What's up?
2: I said that's remarkable. I didn't realize it has been that long. Yeah,
1: 60 (laughs) years pretty much. Yep, Tom Moore. He's the one that that helped um, Dungy win the Super Bowl in Indy
0: correct and you know that's just a guy who's done so much in his career that that's why i'm thankful for him and i'm thankful that you know some people i remember when the pandemics oh you know why is he coaching he's all he's doing him he's living life he's still on the sideline and he's able to do so so let the man live a little bit thank you tom moore for all the great things you do fellows we're on to our last three little quick segments here. We're already over 45 minutes. Sorry for keeping you, gentlemen. It is the Bucketeers Friday night special edition. Uh, me and Katz, we'll get into the Rojo question quick. Then I already did. Then we'll turn the page. Rojo, I wouldn't start him yet. I don't think he's fantasy relevant again yet. Um, he is playing better football. He's running the ball better. But he's still the backup running back right now. And it's hard to justify starting a backup running back at this point in time. Although he's shown signs of life, um, like Stun has said, until it gets later on against the Jets and Panthers, you might be better off starting him there. But right now, um, and load management might come to consideration there too. Right now, I'd probably steer clear. Uh, What say you, kids?
2: Yeah, I would agree with that, and and that's not to say he hasn't run the ball well in his uh, lim- somewhat limited opportunities. But uh, as it is, Fournette's going to get the the lion's share of the reps unless the game becomes lopsided. And hey, I hope we do get a lot, you know, are able to open up a big lead and then you know give Lenny some reps and hand Rojo the ball more. But because of uh, Lenny's ab- ability to catch the ball and pass block as well as run the ball, he's going to be getting lion's share of the carries. So Rojo is going to be. Ah, uh, second on the pecking order there, so no, I wouldn't consider him uh, fantasy relevant.
0: Score predictions and MVPs before we do our walk-off. Cats, let's let's hear you first, my man. Who's your uh, MVP? Who's busting their ass this Sunday, and uh, how are they helping get the score to where it is? What wh- how you seeing this one play out?
2: Uh, I'm going to give Tom Brady the MVP on this one. I think he's going to have a big day against the Falcons, as he has tended to do for his entire career. And uh, I'm going to give the Bucks a, a 34 to 24 win.
0: 34 24 Bucks, excellent. That I mean, I don't think anyone could would complain about a double digit victory on the road against the NFC South foe. Uh, Stunner, what say you? Tom Brady has been taken. Do you agree with the Tom Brady pick? Are you looking elsewhere, and uh, what's the you on the score?
1: No, I absolutely agree with the Tom Brady pick. And um, I don't see the – I, you know, I, I like the score, but I don't see uh, the Atlanta score that much. I think we talked earlier, um, like, Atlanta is a lot – is not as good a team as the one that we saw in Tampa that I got to go to the game see. And likewise, we're a much better team now than we were then. We, You know, we had the problem in our secondary was beat up then. Now we have, you know, uh, uh, Carlton Davis coming back. Carlton Davis the third. So, um, you know, we're a better team now, and they're a little bit worse team. So I see us, you know, my score prediction is going to be 38-17. So I think we're going to get 38-17, and my MVP – is
0: Gronkowski. Uh, 38-17 with Gronk. So we got Gronky and Tommy It's the MVPs. Um, that's pretty fitting there, right? Uh, obviously, two awesome guys there. So, And we got 38-17 to and 34-24. to So we got a 21-point victory and a 10-point victory. We got a couple lopsided scores right now. The Bucks are heading on the road against the Atlanta Falcons, and um my thing, I'm MVP of the game. I think Devin White continues to play good football. Uh, we've seen him going at it on Twitter with some today, right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, I just think he's been playing better lately. Against the Colts, he didn't play much, but it was a pure Peer, peer difference, and nothing against you, Kevin Minter. I love you, respect you, hell of a veteran. But when Devin White's on that field, the sergeants out there, the lieutenants out there, you know, the, the sheriffs out there, you feel more comfortable. You could tell Bucks fans in Indianapolis did so when Devin White was out there. I think he's been playing a lot better ever since the, um, you know, Bucks against, um, the Bucks Redskins game, although he did let up a couple things, a couple plays against rookie Seals Jones, he had 18 tackles and two sacks that game. I think he continues playing some great football this week, so I'm going with Devin White, and I'm going with my score prediction. I think the Bucks get some good points as well. I think that they score as well. I'm going with, uh, you know, they averaged 31 and a half points a game this year. I'm going with final score, um, 30 l- – l- let's go 37 to 24 bucks win. And I know Stunna said he doesn't see Atlanta scoring that much. I think they play some Mickey Mouse bullshit football at the end when the game's already in the bag, and they might get, you know, that cheesy touchdown or a cheesy field goal to push him to that 24.
1: So I don't really envision so – that you think the- they get 17 plus points plus a garbage time touchdown? Correct
2: could see that as well.
0: Um, that, that, that's what I'm – That I, I think it's going to come I out – I think we coming. all
1: see the game uh, playing out the same way. Yeah.
0: I, I, I think, you know, we all see it double digits. Bucks should win clean. Uh, Atlanta should struggle to score offensively. Um, that's how I'm viewing it. And uh, I think, you know, I agree with Stun. I think that's how we all view it. Gentlemen, it's that time again. Walk off for the show. Cats, what's your one walk off? And uh, your last words for this episode. What's your walk-off for Sunday, sir?
2: Yeah, excited for this game. Always, you know, it's a division rivalry game. Obviously, the Falcons, you know, despite, you know, some meandering around this tier, they're still right there for that seventh seed. So, you're going to get their best effort. Uh, as long as the Bucks don't allow Cordell Patterson to... Uh, to get going, uh, that's I think my our score predictions will all hold up pretty well, and they should walk out of this one fairly easily with the W.
0: Yeah, um, Stana, what's your walk off for Sunday? What's your last words for the pod, my friend? It's another great episode of the Buccaneers.
1: Buccaneer invasion on Sunday. Represent. Make sure to wear creamsicle because Atlanta's color scheme is red and. Black and white, and Buccaneers' color scheme is red, pewter, and white, a very similar color scheme. So you won't be able to tell who the Buck and Atlanta fans are. Wear the creamsicle, invade the stadium, get loud. Bucks Nation, make sure you take in a road game. I know you could tell me, Tones, about last week. Road games are very exciting when you get to go in another person's house and tell them that you're the best. Go Bucks. You know,
0: it felt great last week, and um, a lot of Colts fans were good guys, nice guys. Got to meet this guy, but some of the, you know, some of the guys there, it was like all, you know, they kept crying, flag, 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 flag. <laughs> it was like, come on now, and then Tom Brady, all they do is boo the man, and it's like, I know you're a little jealous that this guy's had a lot of success against your franchise, but you should be a little respectful of, you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, the booze he got, the jersey he got. Like Stunna said, when you're a road fan, when you get to see that game, when you're on the road, the blood's pumping. A lot of people around you aren't your team's fans. It's a great time. But you know what makes that time better? Actually winning the damn game. And the fact that the Bucks won that damn game, I met uh, Shelton Corals the night before. That was incredible. Um, you know, that was a great time. Uh, he, he's just one of the best guys out there. He was so nice. Just so, so nice. Uh, you know, you just got to appreciate my walk off is if you would do attend a game, if you do go to a game, appreciate it, especially the road ones, because that's a really when the team appreciates you coming out. They're like, man, this guy did make the journey. They came to Atlanta. They came to Indianapolis. They came where from, from wherever. And, uh, you know, th- they came to see us play. Leonard Fournette was playing catch with the fans in the stands. A lot of people gave out equipment, autographs, et cetera. It was really fun to see. So my thing is – my walk-off is if you go to a Bucks game, sit back and enjoy it. And, um, you know, th- this football right now isn't guaranteed again in Buccaneers' lifetime. We got Tom Brady right now. His dark days before – So we'll see. And uh, my other mini thing is, if you are a gambler out there, take O.J. Howard, touchdown, I have a feeling, times 650. I don't know why I think O.J. Howard gets into the end zone. You put 10 on it, he scores at 65 bucks right then and there. Boom. If uh, you do bet that and it doesn't hit, don't come looking for me.
1: (laughs) Um, $10 hard to come by.
2: Yes, sir. I want to add, okay. I could hear audibly, there was a, a, it seemed, and you correct me if I'm wrong, audibly, watching on TV, seeing the stand, it seemed like a very large Bucks presence uh, up there in Indy. It really did. I mean, you could hear, you, it was audible and visible.
0: I, I, I'd say it was at least 20 to 25% range of Bucks fans. When back in the day, I traveled to Indianapolis multiple times, it was no more than 5 to 10% Bucks fans, so it was at least double, um, if not a little more than double, with Tom Brady. Like, I was there for 2015, Jameis Winston, you know, rookie rookie year I was in Indianapolis. I was there for 2007 game when Tenar Jackson um, had that vicious hit on Dallas Clark. Neither of those crowds were quite like the one that I've seen this past Sunday in Indianapolis. And it was a hell of a game. I tip my cap to them. Done it. You should really enjoy your time this Sunday. It's gonna be incredible. Um, any last words, fellas, before we hop off?
1: Go Bucks! Great to be part of the crew. No mutinies are allowed, or you walk the plank. Get it right this weekend. Support the Bucks, all of them, y'all. Anybody hating on AB? AB brought us a Super Bowl ring. AB's from the state of Florida. Y'all need to quit hating on this man and be glad that he chose the Bucks because he could have went to other places. Go Bucks,
2: Cats. Uh, I'm gonna just co-sign on what on what Stunner said. That's outstanding and agreed. There, 100. percent
0: I agree, man. The man helped us get a ring, so you know, go Bucks. Get AB back. Get Edwards back. Get another ring. No one will remember this damn story if we have one on each finger. Celebrate, and then you never know if this opportunity could come again. On behalf of Cats, on behalf of Stunner. On behalf of the crew, on behalf of Bucko and Cody who couldn't join us, I'm Tampa Tones. It's been a beautiful night on the Bucketeers. Thank you so much to Bucks Life Media for having us on Facebook. Thanks to Tim Allen for joining us. Thanks to the fantasy question we got about Rojo. Thanks to Emad and Hearn for watching on Facebook and to so many others who have tuned in as well. It's been incredible. That's been the Bucketeers. Thanks again for joining us on this Friday night.